Don't look back to the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily Vero Investing Podcast. Hope you had a good week this week. If you're an investor, you're probably going into the weekend feeling about the way that I do, which is pretty crappy. This has been a brutal run for the markets. Uh, there's nothing good about this market at all. Folks, today, semiconductors down 4.2%, leading the way lower again, uh, notwithstanding this massive uh, reversal we had yesterday. We'll talk about that in a minute. Just don't like semis leading lower. Guess what led right behind that? NASDAQ down 3%. But there is some good news, too. I'm going to cover that as well. Let's talk about the markets first. Dow Jones today, pretty much finishing lows today, down 403. By the way, here's the good news. All right, let's get this, let's talk about a silver lining that is, I think, We'll look back as maybe the biggest of all silver linings of what we're seeing right now with this ridiculous presidency, the intentional destruction happening with the Let's Go Brandon. And uh, obviously, 40-year highs in inflation, all the negatives we know about, a stock market that's collapsing. What's the silver lining? What happens in three weeks? The elections. If, if, if there are any investors, how can any Democrat win any race? I don't know. I don't know at this point how any normal voter can go and, and vote for any, any Democrat, period. They should lose every election that there is across the country. Am I right or am I right? Of course, I'm right. This is just pathetic. You know, Biden's been president for less than two years, and this complete destruction has happened, not just in the U.S., but around the world, as everything's imploding. It feels very intentional to me, folks. How about you? Very, very intentional. That means the midterms should be complete and utter destruction. Complete and utter destruction for the Democrat Party. Then we have the presidential election in two years. Democrats should be out of office for at least a decade, hopefully two decades, and have to completely rebuild the party. Uh, maybe in the, with the concept of being America first and actually liking America and being proud to be an American. That's the silver, silver line for you. That's what I've got, folks. This meltdown in the markets, along with the economic uh, destruction we're seeing, should prove to be very, very positive for Republicans in the midterms. If somehow they rigged this, and I've said it before, I'll say it one more time. If they somehow rigged this election, way too many people are going to say no. You know what? We, we, we let it slide in 2020 with Trump. If they rig this election, specifically in the House, there's no way they can keep the House, right? And I saw a latest poll today that, that they should not even keep the Senate talking about Democrats. If somehow this election is rigged, this country will be ungovernable. Maybe that's, maybe that's, maybe that's what, their, uh, what their game plan is. Who knows? But I, I happen to be a big-time optimist. I believe America's best days are ahead of us, not behind us. And I think November changes things. That's, that's my view. Anyway, Dow Jones today down 403 points. NASDAQ down 327. Uh, Russ 2000 down uh, 46 points. That's 2.6%. And SP 500 down 2.4%. Again, semiconductors led the way lower, down 4%. But still, everything is much, much higher uh, than it was yesterday at the lows. We had that big 1,500-point reversal higher. It was a bullish reversal uh, hammer candle, uh, as they call it, in the markets yesterday. And uh, as long as those lows hold, then I think we've got a, a, a very, very good setup for a move higher, I believe, next week and then into the midterms and into year end. We actually got some pretty com compelling data uh, from uh, Stock Traders Almanac, which just came out. Uh, 
this is this is the month that bear markets end. October's the, the best month to be a buyer, period. The year following the midterms is the best year to be an investor, period. Here's some here's some hardcore data. Uh, the SP five hundred and NASDAQ have, are now entered their best three quarter stretch of the entire four year presidential cycle with average returns of twenty and twenty-nine percent over this next year. The market's also been higher in every six-month and 12-month period from the midterm election since 1960. And folks, going back to 1952, the average return of the market, again, from the, from the midterm lows to, for, to one year later, has been 32%. Again, there's a lot of compelling analytics and data that tells us when this market low is in. Again, yesterday's reversal higher should prove to be that low. Uh, then this market is going to zoom higher. The problem, of course, is yields and the dollar. Uh, the dollar still has not uh, exceeded its high from uh, 10, 11 days ago, but the 10-year today took out 4%. So we've now got a, a breakout in 10-year yields at better than 4%. And, of course, that's a real negative. It's a real competition for the markets, and that explains why tech and semiconductors got hit today because of this breakout in yields. Again, not a positive here. Um, let's take a look here today at what happened. Again, just to first spend a minute on this, going back, we're talking about analytics folks that go back 70 to 100 years to tell us we're entering, about to enter, if we, if we haven't already, entering the best 12-month period of the year, again, post-midterms. So it's a very, yesterday looked like, to me, like a very classic-looking capitulation. Uh, it's called, in uh, again, in, uh, in technical terms, what do they call this? A, a bullish engulfing candle. They're pretty rare. But as a matter of fact, the one that took place yesterday, again with a 1,500-point swing in the Dow, uh, should mark the lows in this market. We also learned, by the way, uh, that global money market funds uh, now have 80, had $89 million of inflows for the week. That's the largest weekly injection since the lows of April 2020. Again, that was the coronavirus insanity market lows. And the week that the market bottomed, we also learned this week that mutual fund managers are holding a record amount of cash, uh, and uh, along with money market funds, also breaking the previous record from April of 2020. By the way, that was also the crash lows of coronavirus insanity. So, with cash levels at all-time highs, money markets, mutual funds, with portfolio managers holding record low levels of equities, with what you look to be capitulation yesterday. It is likely that a significant rally in the midterms and year end is underway. Uh, we have a policy that I've learned from my uh, mentor, Ted Parsons, from the age of about 24 years old. He doesn't buy on Fridays, don't sell on Mondays. We get a lower open on Monday, folks. We're going to be buying that low. We are very focused in, on the semiconductors because they've been battered 47% in one year from high to low. 47% of the lows yesterday. When this group turns, it turns with a vengeance. We see a move higher of 26% from here into, I think, into the year end. Uh, year end, a fourth quarter move, a rally that we expect this year, a move of 26% in the uh, semiconductors. That's how we're going to be playing. Uh, one of the ways we're going to be playing this move higher. Let's take a look under the hood today. Again, not a good day today. Uh, internals weren't horrible. They were uh, not good, though. We'll put it that way. NYSE, down volume, 85% with the 4 to 1 advanced decline negatives. NASDAQ, 82% down volume, but just 3 to 1 negative on down volume. 
And uh, new 52-week lows, again, pretty pretty brutal yes- number yesterday. More than 2,000 stocks hitting a new 52-week low. Today, we had to 572 stocks hitting a new 52-week low to uh, 91 stocks hitting a new 52-week high. In our sector watch today, again, not a pretty picture here. All 11 S&P 500 sectors finished lower the day, led to the downside by consumer discretionary down 3.6%. Energy down 3.7%. Materials down 3.4%. Again, all 11 sectors finished lower on the day. And the ugliness continues, folks. Not just stocks, not just bonds, precious metals as well. Gold today down $27 an ounce. That's a loss of 1.6%, uh, closing at $16.49 an ounce. Silver uh, down 3.8% today, down 72 cents an ounce at 18.19 an ounce. Copper down 1%. There's a, a, there's our winner. There's our there's our winner of the day. Copper down just less than 1% at 3.40 a pound. And finally, crude oil again, no safety anywhere today unless you're cash only. Crude oil today down three. That's West Texas Intermediate down 3.38 a barrel at 85.73. And there's one more. Actually, store value. There's one more place to have some safety today, and it's in Bitcoin, which remarkably hangs like it's not trading. It's, it's like a Japanese bond. It doesn't trade now. It's right at 19000 again today. Feels like a broken record here over the last couple of weeks, maybe longer. 19198 uh, down $86 uh, today per Bitcoin. All right, folks. Hope you had a great week. Again, we'll get them next week. Looking for yesterday's capitulation lows to hold and to build off that as we begin a very seasonally bullish time into the midterms and the 12 months that follow. There is no better time to be an investor, at least that's historically. And the big silver lining we can take into the weekend, Democrats should be demolished in three weeks as a payback for ruining everything since Trump has left office. Have a great weekend, folks. We'll see you again Monday after the close.